Hello, and welcome to Sherry Today. <laughs> Today, I'm going to be reading The Four-Fingered Man by Sir Bruce Jones. I hope you like it. Boop. The Four-Fingered Man by Sir Bruce Jones. Chapter 4. As soon as Amelia arrived at school the next morning, she saw what Charlie meant about being in the same class. At her old school, there had been nine kindergarten classes, five grade sixes, and all the grades in between were just as big. She'd assumed the school would be the same here. Maybe not quite as many kids as that, but enough that she'd wanted Mom to come with her on the first day. As they'd walked together, Amelia had tried to say something to Mom about Tom sneaking around after Miss Ardman last night, but Mom told her not to be silly. It was like her parents just couldn't, or wouldn't, see how strange and suspicious he was. He was. Maybe you're right, Amelia thought. Maybe I am just imagining it all. James had left super early to catch the only bus into the city an hour away. He was going to the high school there because Forgotten Bay was too small to have its own. That should have tipped Amelia off, but she was still surprised when she and Mom came around the last bend and saw a metal fence around an ordinary-looking house. Not that ordinary. It was painted pink and blue, and the par- and the playground was a sloping lawn that ran all the way around, all the way down to a sandy beach. But it certainly wasn't a normal school building. Amelia walked through the open gate, scanning her new surroundings and following the path towards the school office, always checking that her mom was close, but not too close. They'd only made it halfway along the path before Charlie bounded up, exactly as joyful and noisy as he'd been the day before. Amelia, you're here, he ran up and grabbed her arm. Hi, Mrs. Walker, he added dragging Amelia away with him. Come on, I told everyone you'd be here today. She ran with him, but faltered slightly as as they turned the corner of the building and she saw the yard behind the school full of children. Charlie yelled out and everyone turned to look. In a split second, Amelia knew two things. That thanks that to Charlie, she was now the center of, te- of attention for about 40 kids who were complete strangers. And, judging by the looks on some of their faces, Charlie might not be the best person to be doing the introducing. So, Charlie beamed, apparently oblivious to the fact that Amelia had stopped behind him. Everybody, this is Amelia. Her family got here on Saturday. Amelia, this is everyone. So, that, um, that's Dean and Callan and... Hi, I'm Sophie T, said a girl about Charlie's height standing at Amelia's side and totally ignoring Charlie. This is Sophie F. and Shanti, she added, indicating two girls behind her. The three girls smiled at her, waiting, and Amelia blinked and realized she hadn't yet said a word. Oh, uh, uh, oh, hi, I'm Amelia, like Charlie said. Sophie T. ignored the mention of Charlie. She didn't so much as glance at him as she said, 
Did you just move into the hotel? Other kids started to cluster around, listening, listening as Amelia said, yes. Not the one on the hill, boy gasped. How many other hotels do we have, dummy? His friend scoffed. But no one lives there. It's haunted, said somebody else. Amelia stood dazed. Dozens of questions were flying at her now. About Tom, Charlie was right. Tom seemed to be a local legend. A sort of cross between Bigfoot and the Boogeyman. About ghosts, about why'd they come, where she'd come from, how long she'd be staying, and most of all, over and over again. Aren't you afraid to sleep there? At some point, a bell rang and Amelia, suppose mom, must have left. There was nowhere to be seen when... She was nowhere to be seen when they started lining up for assembly anyway. Assembly was on the lawn under a huge sail tied up as a shade cloth. Forgotten Bay Primary had two classes, upper and lower. Mr. Whitlock took the lower class and Amelia was with Ms. Sally Barrow in the upper. Good morning, everyone, said Ms. Sally Barrow. I'm sure you've all noticed by now we have a new student starting today. Amelia Walker, why don't you come up to the front and introduce yourself? Amelia would have rather made a run for it into the bushes, but she walked from her place past all the kids and up to Miss Sally Barrow. Settle down, thank you, said Miss Sally Barrow, waiting for quiet. Now, Amelia, tell us about yourself. Um, well, Amelia said, thinking this was somewhat ridiculous. She'd done nothing but tell people about herself since she'd arrived. But anyway, I'm Amelia, and my family just moved into the Gateway Hotel. To her surprise, the kids were all listening, wrapped. That's nice, Miss Sally Vero said encouragingly. Did you live in another hotel before coming here? Um, no, said Amelia. My mom is a diplomat, and my dad is a scientist. Or was, I don't know. A scientist, Miss Salivero said suddenly, more excited than the kids. What sort? Some kind of astrophysicist, said Amelia. Miss Salivero let out a little yelp of delight. An astrophysicist? My favorite. We'll have to invite him to give a talk. We could show him our telescopes. Oh, this is too good. Amelia was eventually allowed to rejoin her class. For the rest of assembly, kids kept turning around to stare at her. Some of them looked at her with curiosity, others with pity, and some with a strange sort of dread. It was becoming pretty clear that living in the Gateway Hotel was a massive deal in Forgotten Bay. As they walked to class, Charlie was begging, Can Amelia sit with me, Miss Sally Vero? Can't she, please? Amelia hadn't thought about this, but now that Charlie had brought it up, she was worried. She likes Charlie, she really did, but she already could tell she could already tell that he was funny and kind and generous. But she could also tell that being stuck with Charlie at school would make it harder for her to make friends with other people. Even saying that to herself felt disloyal and mean, but she knew it was also true. Luckily for Amelia, Miss Sally Vera said, Sorry, Charlie, we've already got ten kids on the dark side of the room, and only nine on the light side. I need to put Amelia with the Sophies and Shanti to bring balance to the horse. Amelia saw the disappointment on Charlie's face, but she couldn't help a little guilty sigh of relief. 
As she unpacked her pencil case and put her books into her desk, the three girls whispered at her over the top of one another. How old are you? Do you have any brothers or sisters? Do you have a boyfriend? What grade were you in at your old school? How many? Smiling to herself, Amelia chanced a quick look across the room at Charlie. He caught her eye sadly and shook his head as if profound, profoundly sorry for her. Um, by recess, Amelia had learned that Sophie T's sister's rabbit was having babies, that Shanti had a twin br- brother, Dean, and that yo-yos and skipping rope were out, but trading cards and handball were in. And she had told them in return about doing gy- gy- gymnastics. <laughs> gymnastics and that she had a 17 year old brother with no encouragement from amelia all the girls had decided that he was probably gorgeous ha ha out of the corner of her eye amelia saw charlie with a group of boys she heard them joking around talking about someone my dad reckons he's a criminal said one boy why else would he spend his whole life hiding out of that dump? Maybe maybe because he's so embarrassed for anyone to see him, suggested Dean. With a thrill of horror, Amelia realized they were discussing Tom. No, said another, it's because he's gone crazy. My brother went up there at night on a dare and heard Tom shouting to himself. Like a real argument, but no one else was there. I know what he is, Charlie said. Isn't it obvious? Eye patch, missing fin- finger. He walks with a limp. He's a pirate. The boys recoiled as Charlie spoke and Dean snorted. A pirate? What are you, six years old? The other boys laughed. Not really cruelly, not to be mean, but but just because Amelia could tell. They thought Charlie was an idiot. She went in sympathy, but was soon drawn back to the Sophie's conversation. The rest of the day was a blur, until after the final bell, when Amelia was free to rock with Charlie back to the hotel. Sucks that you got stuck with the Sophies, said Charlie as he walked along the bench road. They're all right. Sophie F's not. Sophie F's all right, maybe, but when she's on her own. But Sophie T is so bad. Well, she was nice to me. Charlie made a disgusted sound. Whatever. Anyway, said Amelia, puffing slightly as they began to climb the steep road up to the headland. Guess what happened last night? A guest arrived. But we're not open yet. I know. So how come? I don't know, Amelia interrupted. But that's not the weird part. She told Charlie about Tom running back and forth to the hotel before the guests arrived. And then how jumpy and strange the woman had been. And then how Tom had been spying on her through the door. Spying on the guests on your mom? Asked Charlie. I don't know, but he was definitely spying spying and not just looking. Charlie thought about that. If Tom's a pirate, he's probably planning to rob her. Amelia almost rolled her eyes. They turned off the road and up to the long gravel driveway to the hotel. Past the overgrown rose gardens, Amelia nudged Charlie. That's her. Miss Ardman was lying on an old lounge chair by the fountain. Her face turned up to the hot afternoon sun. Hope she's wearing some blocks, said Amelia. You really would expect an adult to be more sensible about their skin, wouldn't you? But Charlie wasn't listening, let alone looking at Miss Ardman. 
He'd been distracted by something glinting across the grass on the other side of the driveway and gone to investigate. Hey, check this out, he said. It was a black cylinder with brass rings at each end and more rings in the middle. What is that? asked Amelia. I don't know. It looks like lipstick for a robot. (laughs) Charlie looked at her scornfully, which irritated Amelia. She'd been far more polite about his silly pirate comments. He played with the thing for a minute, then shrugged and slipped it into his pocket. He took two more steps up the hill, glanced over at Miss Hardman at last, and froze. He gazed for a long while at Miss Hardman. Then he looked up at the hotel. Then down the driveway, they just walked up. Then back at the hotel. So where's your car? What? If she alive, if she arrived last night, how did she get here? Where's your car? Amelia shrugged. Taxi in Forgotten Bay. Charlie laughed. What taxi? I don't know. I didn't hear any car. Well then, how did she get here? Parachute? Bicycle? She can't have walked. Amelia realized it wasn't just the car. The whole scene seemed weird. Wrong. You could come to a hotel before it was open, or even clean, just to do some sunbathing. The beach must have been just a short walk away. Why not go there? They trudged up the steps to the main entrance. Amelia was sweaty and weary, and didn't care about how Miss Ardman had traveled. Um, all she could think about was getting a popsicle pronto. But once they had their popsicle, something very strange happened. Amelia and Charlie had both kicked off their shoes and socks in the staff room on their way to the freezer, so their bare feet were soundless on the marble staircase. They were so busy sucking on their popsicles that Charlie, amazingly, wasn't talking, and Amelia, who was secretly very curious about Lady Naomi and was looking for any excuse to go fast. to go past her room, had taken Charlie up the staircase on the guest side of the hotel, so they were in the exactly the right place at the right time to see Charlie Tom come out of a guest's bedroom. Amelia gripped Charlie's arm and silently pointed at Tom. They watched him ease the door shut behind him and limp along the corridor to the back of the hotel. Amelia's scalp prickled. She knew which room Tom had just snuck out of. Miss Arguments. Bum, bum, bum. That's it for today. Well, for me, whatever. This episode was written. No, never mind. I don't write episodes. This episode was produced and narrated by me, Gavin Snyder. And if you would like to support Serrated Edge, please subscribe wherever you listen. Um, Make a poster, tell a friend about us. Send in an audio recording so we can put it in a future episode. Uh, whatever you can think of. Bye. By the way, Sullivan's, you're awesome.